Welcome to The Craft Life, Episode 9. The marketing climate has truly changed over the years. The rise of becoming and utilizing content creators, aka social influencers, have become more mainstream. Almost every major industry has seen a rise in content creators, as well as more and more businesses and brands at all sizes and all stages are leveraging the power of content creators now more than ever have before. Becoming a content creator can actually be a career. I talked to my parents about this the other day and they heard this and they thought that I'm speaking like some crazy stuff because it actually was up to a few years ago. You know, in today's world, social influencers slash, you know, content creators have captured small audiences. And in today's world, attention is definitely a new currency. And if you're a small business, influencers can totally help you with your brand awareness as well as further create penetration through target audiences that you're unable to reach at this current time. So that's why we're here to get some insights on why would somebody want to become a content creator and why would a business slash a brand want to utilize them? And let's get into this. And today's guest on this episode is my good friend, Christy Joe, AKA CJ, but better known on the gram as the beer brat or beer brat, who is an amazing content creator within the craft beer industry. I'm gonna sit here and brag about you a little bit, CJ, before you come on. But uh, CJ been a craft beer enthusiast since 2012. She's been going to different breweries and sharing her life, passion and adventure within the craft beer world. Her website is kind of modest, but she has tried a whole bunch of different <laughs> How many breweries have you think you went to before? I've been to over 270 breweries. 200. Oh my God. I, I can't even keep up with that. In addition to that, she probably tasted over, uh, you know, 5,000. Probably. Yeah, definitely. Over 5,000, I'd say. Love it. She loves fancy dresses, street art, and unicorns, which exude through her Instagram. The key thing I want to tell people is a passion within the craft beer industry within the fancy dresses, the street art has led her to create this amazing content. And that's, you know, exudes through her page, which led to capturing authentic followers in that retrospect. So CJ, welcome to The Craft Life. Oh, thank you, Sam. I'm happy to be here. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. So I see that you're in a brewery. You want to tell us what you're doing over there? So you know me, I like to hang out in breweries, so I thought that it would be a perfect place to record this podcast. I was getting some content, they got some wet hops from a local hop farm, so I had to come and see what they were doing down here. I'm actually in New York. Oh, that's, pre that's pretty cool. And behind yeah. you, you have a barreled and some aging back there. I love barreled aged anything, so. <laughs> yeah, they have a pretty cool barrel program here. They've got some barley wine in those barrels and some Doppelbox, so exciting to try when they're ready awesome so whoever is just listening to this she's sitting in an amazing background right now i'm kind of jealous i'm not with her right there <laughs> but uh let's get into it man before we start talking about it, let's let's talk about you and i know i gave a quick synopsis and i probably didn't touch everything but let's talk sure. about your you know about you how did you fall into the craft beer your passion with fancy dresses you look amazing in every one of your pictures street <laughs> art and of course i guess your unicorns <laughs> yeah so in college, I was really like obsessed with going to local restaurants. I wouldn't support chain restaurants. I wouldn't go to any big kind of restaurant like Applebee's or TGI Fridays. I would make sure that I always supported local. And um, the guy that I was dating at the time was like, it's crazy how you won't support big chain restaurants, but you support big chain beer. You drink Corona, you drink McUltra, you should support small local beer and I was like it was like a light bulb moment light bulb went off and I was like wow 
that's so right. Why am I drinking all of these big beer companies like Corona, McUltra? I mean, I'm 21 at the time. <laughs> and I kind of switched. So I started drinking more local beers. I started with like something small like Line and Kugel Summer Shandy. And then I fell in love with this dank West Coast IPA made by Ithaca Brewing Company. It's in the middle of New York called Flower Power. And from then on, I was like chasing craft beer. It was my new favorite thing. I wanted to go to all the breweries that I could. I wanted to try all the IPAs that I could. And it evolved from there. As far as dresses, I don't know. I just like don't like wearing pants. <laughs> it's so much easier to pick out one outfit when you just have to put on a dress. So that's where that comes from. Unicorns, I love them. Just like in a really innocent, childish way. I really like fanciful things. And street art, I was actually an art teacher. So very cool. Um, I was an art, edu art educator for nine years, and I love street art. My favorite street artist in Miami is Golden 305 because he paints unicorns. So <laughs> I'm super yeah. into it. Love it, love it, love it. So you've been doing craft beer. You've been going around trying all these great beers. That's super amazing. But let me just touch on a couple of bases because I know probably if somebody's not really familiar with the lingo that we're going to be speaking, I know I, I right. use words interchangeably content creator and social media influencer. When you are passionate about whatever it is, unicorns, if it's about stickers, whatever it is, and you share that passion. And now these days that we have social media to share these things that we're really super passionate about, you start creating a following, right? Because people see the passion through the words and how you're positioning the stickers and wherever it is. And they see that and they start following you. Primarily, that's what a content creator, I know in this world, you know, people say I'm a social influencer, but if you're getting into the game or you're trying to please people by showcasing or trying to become an influencer when that's not really the case, it's somebody who is actually really authentic about something they're super passionate about and they're sharing that passion. They're creating an audience that loves that, you know, that same thing. And they know that they can trust and respect this person for their input and what they're talking about a particular product or whatever it is. So I use the word content creator because everybody who's, you know, creating content is out there to create content, you know, and the influencer part comes in because they share that passion and a lot of people respect it and kind of grow with that. So just want to make sure that I touch on that. Also want to touch on a couple of things of, I know everyone says you're a brand ambassador. What is the difference between a brand ambassador and an influencer? So an influencer, like Beer Brad over here, is a thought leader in a particular niche or industry who has a following. You know, they don't have any specific brand or company that they're tied into, you know, to become an influencer. But a brand ambassador is an influencer who partnered with, you know, a particular company or a particular brand. That, and they do have, they're also influencer, so they can leverage both of those partnerships and talk to unique audiences. For instance, let's like someone that everyone knows, The Rock, for instance, right? He's a big influencer of his own. WWE, you know, from book writer to every uh, Hollywood star. So he's an influencer man in different industries, different niches. But when he partnered with Under Armour, then he is a brand ambassador with Under Armour. Just to kind of clarify if we use those words interchangeably. So let's start from the basis, right? If you are a content creator, especially in the craft beer world, like what advice would you give to somebody? I just want to make sure that I uh, note that I built my audience prior to Instagram on Untapped. So I actually had a huge following on Untapped. I would go to breweries, I would check in beers, and people would trust my opinion, trust my reviews, trust my thoughts on that. And later that audience translated to Instagram. 
in the very beginning, I didn't even include myself in the pictures. I just showed a picture of the beer, said what I thought about it, and people trusted me because they'd seen how many beers I'd had, how many places I'd been, and they took my opinion seriously. Now, things have evolved and changed, and now it's more about the glitz and the glamour and you know the beers with adjuncts, but from the very beginning, I built my following through trust. You need to make sure that it's something that you actually like to do. There are some people who are like, I want to be an influencer. I want to be famous. I need to find my niche. And that's not really the right way to approach it. You have to love what you do and you have to love sharing and talking about it or else you're not going to be successful. That's, that's great advice. I mean, that's what I kind of talked about is, and I didn't even know about the untapped thing. That's so, so bravo to you. It's like, <laughs> you know, you started off on a platform that basically nobody knew who you physically were, but they knew the name. And through giving good reviews and all these different beers, you kind of created that trust. Like, and someone tried it and was like, yeah, I agree with what she said, you know, and that's, and that's great. You know, like a lot of reviews right now, like if you go and you see somebody constantly in there, like, all right, I trust that person. For instance, I'm doing a lot of work to my house, right? And there's this one person who I guess done a lot of flips or whatever, and they're always on uh, Google typing in the reviews. So if that person used them and he's like really good on being particular on his reviews, I use that same person. And I actually you got my contract and I said, hey, the reason why I used you is because this person It's like, oh man, he's great, whatever. So, but people love and trust people they can relate to and are honestly giving their honest feedback and are passionate about that. So that's awesome. That's really good stuff. So I got a couple questions that I filtered throughout out the different groups I belong to. And if somebody's trying to, you know, create content and they're using platforms like Instagram or Facebook or TikTok, whatever it may be, is getting a website one of those top priorities or should they just kind of just focus on building their content? So what I want to say about that is that you always want to own your audience. So Instagram could go away tomorrow or it could shut down. Facebook could go away tomorrow. They could change the rules. Anything can happen at any time. So having a website allows you to build that email list where you can access your audience no matter what. So I would say that even if you don't build a website right away, Building that email list is really important. You always want to own your platform. Oh, for sure. Sorry, that's, that's hey, I could have said it, could have said it even better than that. So on that process, like, should you go out and get a Mac Daddy website or should, how much money should you pay? Should you get a designer or should it just be a super basic, a super simple? I would say don't go beyond your means because the chances of how many people are going to visit your website, I mean, depending on the content you create, could be varied. So I wouldn't go out and break the bank and get a website right away and just kind of build it as you go. I mean, they say a little bit done is better than not done at all. So that's kind of how the philosophy I've been living with with my website. It's not perfect. I do have some professional photos on there. I do try to create content that people will take value out of, but I don't think that it's as important to spend a whole ton of money on graphic design until you're ready. I think connecting and building and relating to your audience is more important. More important. And I, I support that 100%. I mean, and especially if you want to start in really cheap and not trying to make this crazy, you know, they have Squarespace, they have all these website builder tools that are just templated in play. You can literally just switch out pictures and just type in your own words and you have a running Absolutely. Website. So yeah, those things that people should just check into. So if somebody has their own company and they realize that they want to leverage their, they're known, but they're not known just to the their local crowd and they want to create a personal brand and kind of get that influencer thing. Should it be two separate things or should they kind of combine them into one or should that, you know, their personal brand exude, you know, their company and everything else? How does that like landscape look? 
I think it depends on the person and depends on what the brand is. I think it would really just depend on what your goals are. If you want to become an influencer, you don't need a large audience. You can be a micro-influencer and have an audience of 1,000, 2,000 people. If those people really trust you, they'll buy from you. They'll spend money because you recommended a product. So it just is all up to you how you want to leverage it. If you want to start your own business or you want to just work with brands and make money off marketing for those brands, it's a personal choice. Perfect. What do you think? I, man, it, for me, it's a little bit of you know marketing and helping my clients' direction. And like you said, it, it really depends. So if you already own a company, I would say that if your company is in finance and obviously you don't want to be an influencer in finance, then your personal brand eventually can break through that Sheehan wall like The Rock and be known for everything. But then you would have to definitely focus on a different audience if your company is in a different field or in a different market that you're trying to get into, you know? So like, that's, and like you said, it, it depends, you know, because if you can leverage your finance market and become an influencer in Apple products, you know, you can kind of talk to those people in that market correctly, you know? So I guess it definitely depends on that person and what kind of market they're in and what kind of market they want the personal brand to be in. Right. And does it match? Like being an art educator doesn't match being a beer influencer. So obviously I wouldn't try to combine those two industries. But if I was in the food and beverage industry or if I was a brewer, being a beer influencer would match. So it all depends on what you're going for. Absolutely. And you know, a great thing that you brought up too, um, when you talked about your website, about professional photography and video of yourself, how important is that? And, you know, should someone worry, like, I want to start creating really great content, but I don't have a videographer and anytime I try to do videos, they come out botched up and look ugly. Or anytime I take a picture, it looks blurry. How do I navigate that? I mean, up until December, I had an iPhone 7. And I just bought a $30 ring light off Amazon. And I was trying to go with that. I mean, now I've upgraded a little bit. I've got the iPhone 11. And it does more things than a lot of professional cameras will do. But I would say, find yourself a photographer that you like. Invest in it and see how it goes. And I think you'd be surprised at how much better the quality of the content is. I try to mix it up. I use a little bit of professional photography and a little bit of iPhone photography, and I think that's okay. But I think once you get to a certain point, especially if you're taking pictures for a website, um, you're gonna want some professional photos and that professional eye on there. All right, perfect, perfect, perfect. Now, when it comes into, I seen a couple weeks ago, a couple months ago, I'm not sure, that you came out with, was it coasters or stickers? I have both. Both. Okay. And that's really cool. So like in the journey of creating your, you know, your own identity, personal brand slash kind of being a content creator, at what point do you feel that you should start releasing kind of branded content like products? I, I say whenever you want, whenever you're ready. I mean, I think I had a logo at 3000 followers and it just helped people recognize who I was and what I was going for. Yeah, I went with a local graphic designer. Um, I worked with him to design a logo. I still use it, but he developed it for me when I had 3,000 followers just because I wanted a recognizable brand. And you can go on Sticker Mule and you can get your own branded things for fairly reasonable. And people, if they like you, they want that. So I would recommend it, especially if you're a thought leader or an influencer in your niche. Uh, absolutely. So the next question, the biggest question, the vanity questions, right? So how important is it to get followers? And do you try to get followers on 
all the platforms that you're on or you just kind of niche into one platform that's your baby? So I baby Instagram. I always have. I think it's the easiest. I spend the most time on it. I have the most friends on it. That's really where I find my audience lives. I would say that if you look at the demographics, if you're going for like an older audience, most of them live on Facebook. And if you're going for a younger audience, most of them live on TikTok. So it just depends on where the target market is and where they live. They usually are in the same spot as you. So since I'm on Instagram, my audience is on Instagram. It's better to have all those intertwined. So I have a TikTok, I have a website, I have a Facebook, I have a Twitter, I have an untapped. And it's great to have all of those things for your brand so people see it over and over again. But as far as getting followers, that's not really important to me. I find that if you create the content, they will come. And that's important. It also means like creating good content, right? Because the only way that you're going to get a following and people to actually want to see your thing is creating good content. And that starts with the whole thing, the trust and building that relationship and actually posting something that people read and say like, I vibe with that. Cool. I want to know more about this person and want to see this person. Right. And building those relationships. You can't just throw something out into the world and then never interact with anyone. No one's going to like it. So, I mean, I form big groups. I have like a group of girls and we're the badass beer goddesses. And we have a group chat and we support each other. And we're always chatting about different things, mostly beer and boys and whatever. But to have those people who you really feel like are your friends, I think will help you to create a more authentic presence. Uh, well, yeah, definitely, definitely. And you mentioned micro influencers. And for people that, who don't know what that is, I'm going to kind of like um, segue into that a little bit and just talk about that. There's, before you get to that micro, there's nano influencers. And many people probably don't use that terminology, but that's like the influencers that go from anywhere from like 300 to like 5,000 followers. Everyone has a different matrix. I'm not using this to say that's what it is, but there is a nano influencers and I've used nano influencers because I had this one dude, he had 700 followers, but when he posts, he gets like 300 likes in 20 minutes and people are commenting because his content is so engaging. Obviously it's a little bit on the political side. So whenever I use him for a certain company, I have to kind of position him correctly because you know, it's on the political side. But the thing is he has an engaged audience. So if he was talking about a product or sending some somebody somewhere or just talking about a different brand or anything like that, or a company, his audience is going to be like, yes, no, yes, no. And comments he gets like, and I'm not going to market him today, but he gets like a bunch of comments on his things. And it's crazy within like 20 minutes. I'm like, bro, you only have 700. Like, yeah, but my following is engaged. When I put something out there, it's like they, they want to talk about it. They want to gossip about it. They want to share it to their story. They want to do a whole bunch of things. So nano influencers are powerful in local markets because they're tapped into an audience that's so niche and they can get their message out to people who really, really relate to them. And then there's like where all the rave is, is the micro influencers. You know, where you fall into is like you guys created this audience from just passion and love. And you got these big, good audiences where, you know, if I started my own brewery, I would definitely want you to tap in because I love your audience. And sometimes we use people like you because your audience is kind of that parallel audience of something I probably can't tap into normally using my own personal brand or my company's brand. So using someone like you can tap into an audience of people that I have never even, you know, couldn't ever hit that ceiling with. So, and then after that is the big boys who are the macro, which is a hundred K plus people. And those are kind of moving into your celebrity type status. And then you have your commercial and shout out pages and they all kind of interwork. We all seen the shout out pages who feature 
and you've been on a bunch of um, features on these different shout out pages and stuff like that. And they do really well because those pages also bring insight to people that you won't normally follow that create a lot of value for you. And there's a lot of people that I follow in the beer world that I would never have followed. It wasn't for these shout out pages to recognize who they were and see the kind of content they create. So kind of all of this works together, but yeah. So, you know, I dived into that. I kind of talked about that a little bit. Why would a business want to work with a content creator? Like I said before, your audience trusts you. So if a business approaches me to work with me, I try to make sure I vet that business. It can't just be somebody who's paying me to promote their product. It has to be a product that I actually believe in and like because I'm not going to steer my audience in the wrong direction. Mm -hmm. Because of that, my audience takes my opinion seriously. They know that I'm not just going to post a beer because somebody sent it to me or gave it to me or paid me to post it if it's not actually good. <laughs> That's very... So, so I think that that trust factor is huge. So companies do want to work with people who have influence because they might be wanting to get their brand new to a, into a different market. For example, there's a brewery here in Buffalo who expanded to the Florida market. So what they did is they approached all these influencers in Florida, most of them because they knew me, <laughs> and <laughs> they sent them a bunch of beer. So all of a sudden I'm seeing this Buffalo beer, Thin Man beer pop up on all my Florida friends' pages, and I'm like, hey, what are they doing with that? But it's good beer. So they posted about it. And now there's this hype around Thin Man beer in Florida that would have never been there if they didn't send it to these influencers. Well, no. <laughs> they had to send it to like my friends, like there's thir yeah, Thirsty Samurai Piggy, Little Mari, The Brew Mama, Hot Mama, things like that really helps get the word out so that the people who listen to our recommendations know what to look for in the stores. Absolutely. And that's, that's really important. I mean, to sum this whole segment up is to kind of give people a little input on why would you become this? And it comes from a place of passion and love. And then it leads into, you know, your passion and love. You find people who find value in that passion and love and they want to be a part of that. And they also, and you know, you find value in what they comment to you or say to you or their opinions and stuff like that. And it's like creating that relationship and through because you created companies could rely on you to say, Hey, listen, I have zero penetration for the market. I need your help. And you're able to say, all right, yo, check this out. I have good friends. If they know I recommend you, they're definitely going to go ahead and at least try it. And if they like it, they're going ahead and put the name out there. And if they have a good quality, that relationship that you built is, is golden. So that's amazing. Absolutely. So like, I just want to leave this out. I mean, we spoke a little bit about why would somebody want to become an influencer? And that's basically sh sharing your passion. I don't like to use the word influencer. I like to use the word content creator. I agree. And yeah, definitely. But you know, like for me, when, if you're a business and I deal with businesses all the time and when they ask to choose influencers, I first tell them like the first thing you want to do is know what you hope to accomplish, right? If you want to increase your brand awareness, your brand reach, improve your social media presence, increase sales, you know, promote new products, then you want to find out what type of influencers you're willing to work with. We talked about the nano influencers, the micro influencers, the mega influencers, the big guys in the house, you know, and then celebrities. Then you want to kind of tailor that to find out what your budget is for your influencer campaign, because it's nice to know when you're working with an influencer to be like, hey, listen, I have this much money. What can we do as we work together to kind of create whatever my goal is. So, and then, you know, the great thing about this, and I tell a lot of people is let your the influencers you're working with, the content creators you work with, let them take over on their creative control. Let them do what they do the best um, and create the content that's 
their brand identity. You know, like if they create something that's kind of put inbound to your brand and not organic to their audience and how the audience used to see it, then the audience is going to be like, Hey, this is not the same type of content this person is creating. So it kind of comes off as being salesy versus being unique. And like you said, you vet everybody that you work with. You kind of say, Hey, listen, I'm tasting your beer. I'm not going to say I'm hundred percent going to feature it. If I like it, I'm, I'm down to share cases, but showcase it. But if I don't, you know, you have to realize that I'm not going to send something out there and say something if I personally can't vouch for it. So that's pretty much what I got to say. Yeah, that. that's true. You hit the nail on the head. Absolutely. You got to let your audience trust you and you can't do that if you're given poor recommendations. I would never send somebody to a restaurant. I didn't like the food at, I would never send somebody to a brewery. I didn't like the beer at wouldn't matter how much I was getting paid. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> So listen, CJ, been amazing talk. You know, CJ is an amazing human being. You know, I've been following her on her journey. Super cool. Very good to watch. If you're on Instagram, like I said, definitely check her out. Her handle is beer, B-E-E-R dot B-R-A-T. Um, definitely follow her. Give her a follow. You know, watch her amazing journey. Is there any other way people can connect with you? You can find me on untapped at beer underscore brat. You can find me at drinklikeabrat.com. And you can find me on Twitter at beer underscore brat. So anyway, you want to reach me, search the beer brat. <laughs> if you have any questions, definitely reach out to me about personal branding, influencers. And also, you can also find CJ on social media and reach out to her if any questions that you guys may have. And that's a wrap of episode nine. Thank you so much for rocking with me. And that's it. All right. That was so fun. Thanks so much for having me on. Absolutely.